The Q&A you're about to hear has been minimally edited. The reason is because I wanted you, our listener, to get a feel for what it's been like for me, for us, over the past year. I've made some really great friends with this podcast, and I just wanted to give you all a taste of the joy and the fun that it's been. So, while it is over two hours long, I I hope you all will enjoy it. Thanks. Welcome back to another episode of $2 Creature Future, and this is a very special one because, yes, while we are an actual play Monster of the Week podcast, um, we've just finished up our first season, and we've taken in your questions, and now we're going to answer them live, and as in live, I mean, this is pre-recorded, so don't expect much, you know, response. I mean, you can leave comments, and, you know, we may or may not get back to them. Definitely not live. Well, we're, we're not getting back to them. We're not I'm, joking. I'm, I'm, I will, I'm, I'm joking. I feel bad now. <laughs> I will go through all of the comments one by one, uh, read them, but I will not. I will not respond. It's just uh, no. Yeah, no. just just leave it on red for a few days. We're, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I will respond. I, yeah, I'll respond, but I won't read your questions. <laughs> like we 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 sink our own ships. Okay, like we're we're the one here. All Nobody right. wants to give us questions is because we said we don't want them. All right. So um, if you haven't figured out yet, um, yeah, I, I'm Mr. Ray. Uh, I am the host and keeper. And today I'm going to be the question master. Um, who, and who else is here with me? Uh, hi, I am Laura Sheher. I have just finished playing Dorothy Bolin, more commonly known as Dor. Also, she, her, uh, who was the wrong playbook. And uh, I'm Morgan. I was playing Sybil. Uh, no spoilers. I don't know actually what happened to her. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, I was playing spoiler. Uh, uh, I was playing Sybil of the uh, the Hex playbook. And I'm Nye, uh, he, him, who is playing Nemo. Also, he him of the monster play, monstrous playbook. Monstrous, yeah. Yeah. All righty. Um, well, let's go ahead and dig into these questions that have been so nicely submitted by, you know, our fans on Twitter and real life, and most importantly, our Discord servers. Um, yeah. We we're in several places now. We're on Q Time server. We're on our own server, and then we also have a new channel on the Cast Junkie. Uh, discord which is which is really great um and also i asked some of these questions on a very special server for keepers of monster of the week so ha. 
Laura just did the raise the roof sign. Oh, just, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> I just uh, love that. Like, you were like, raise I'm, the roof. They can't. They... I'm not the roof, though. I'm sorry. Could you do this again? I don't I don't know. I'm not familiar with this. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I know what that is. Raise now. the roof. Yeah. I'm not the roof. Oh, right. From my, am I, oh, am I sitting God. under you in the, in the video? Because okay. I'm actually sitting above you. Oh, in my oh, oh, yeah. Okay, God. No, no, no. You said raise the roof is in like, oh, Ray is not a roof. Oh, Ray is oh, my God. God. Oh, okay, God. right. Jeez. Oh, boy. All right. So <laughs> another season of those puns coming. Yeah. All right. So we got that out of the way. Um, our first question from comes from Ciro, who is the keeper for uh, Redgate and Wolf. My mind slipped for a sec. And Ciro wants to know, uh, how did we meet? Our characters or us as people? Because us that as is, people. Us as hmm. people. Well, it was a dark and stormy night. It was. It was <laughs> a very dark and stormy night. No, I mean, it was um, dark for me. Yeah. Yeah. We were all at home watching yeah. actual play uh vods probably <laughs> yeah um so if if i recall correctly ray and i uh had come across each other at least initially in the um q times uh the vods for like monster of the week and like hijinks yeah. and the bars for q times right and then at one point one of us hopped into the other's dms and was just like hey uh let's do a thing and then yeah it snowballed into that uh yeah, yeah. i think and the thing that we did was uh, the play test for one of my games, yeah, Dethrone yeah. the Divine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I kind of threw out a big open net on Twitter. I was like, hey, anybody want to play test this? Because like, this is, and it still remains. Dethrone is like my biggest project I've done to date. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will say yeah. every time I see uh, my neighborhood pigeons, I think of uh, Laura's character. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> There are a bunch of like I love them. I love them to death. And every time I'm like, oh, I should send a picture to Laura, and I never do. So keep an eye What's, out for that. What, so this is so this is the thing. This is context that uh, needs to be made. So I think all three of you vaguely knew each other from Q, like you don't yeah. watch Q mm-hmm. type. There, you yeah. had that kind of. So I didn't have that context. Um, <laughs> I came in. I think I started following Ray because we were in the enclave well it's not enclave's embassy now originally it was just dragonborn doug's journey uh, thing. yeah yeah i but i i think i started following you then i think yeah i think so and i saw your thing but this is where the story's funny because you didn't know what my screen handle was and i hadn't put uh nigh behind it which i do now pretty much because you were like i don't know who this person is <laughs> yeah so i <laughs> Nye responded to it in my dms and was just like all I had was Ursat's expert, which is nice yeah. Twitter handle. Yeah. And all I was thinking was like, because I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm in Europe, but you know, I'm in that time zone. But you know, whatever time you want to play is fine with me because yeah. I'm flexible. Um, because Nye's a vampire. Yeah. And or a fake. It depends <laughs> on who you ask. Also yeah. very double jointed. Uh I have yeah. discovered this recently. Um I didn't know incredibly that. flexible. I, I didn't know I didn't know that either. <laughs> it, it, look. <laughs> okay let's just move past my terrible yeah. jokes so no, uh sorry. yeah well, and so, also, so yeah i was I... <laughs> oh sorry go ahead laura i i don't know if I, I don't i may or may not have even ever mentioned this but when we were 
So I knew both Ray and Morgan a little bit through Q-Time stuff. But when we were playing the first playtest of Dethrone the Divine, Morgan and I were in the same group. And I did not, I didn't know that was you for like three-fourths of the playtest. And then by the time I realized, it was like, now now I'm embarrassed. So I can't now say, oh, that's who you are. Well, welcome to the club. It's always nice to not know who somebody is uh, and be incredibly embarrassed all the time. Was I in the playtest? I think I was in the same playtest as Morgan. Was I? Yeah, 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 I was. Uh, but it wasn't with Laura. The the play the the, yeah. the pilot or maybe was, the second. Think, were we in the same second one? Yeah, um, I think the second one everybody was in. Or yeah, I was. I may uh, not have been. No, in that I one. wasn't in. I no, you're not. Oh, okay. One. Right. Okay. Um, I remember we had a very. Um, I think we compared it to like uh, Azarafel and Crowley from Good Omens, like that yeah. kind of before <laughs> uh, in the in the playtest that we were in. I and then um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember anything about your character. Uh, but I remember Laura was a pigeon, uh, pigeon dragon. Sorry, mm-hmm. excuse me. I Very played distinction. And I played Puck. Yeah, that's Puck. right. He, he was not a hundred percent far off of what Nemo was. Although Puck was a lot, <laughs> I guess, was a lot more whimsical. Well, I don't know actually. I don't want to. I'd want to test what the whimsy level is because Nemo got there at times. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if we had more time to to examine. But, Puck's character, I think we would have found. But I crazy. think I think that's what's kind of like funny to me was that when we did the pilot, apologies, this is related to the how did we meet question. Um, like obviously you guys were doing all like the Q times and specifically hijinks and handbars, like kind of references. And mm-hmm. I like I, I'm pretty sure it is on the recording, but I have no clue what they're <laughs> talking about. So when they're like laughing at someone's name, I'm just like. Oh, I, I guess that's funny. I, and it's it's great because I'm still just like, yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> so now I have a very important question for you. Uh, I'm going to call, yeah. call an audible here. Uh, have you uh, watched any of the Q time stuff yet? Let's, this is, I need to know. <laughs> Do this. we want this on the recording? I think we said if we can't answer something or don't want to answer something, uh, we just say pass. No, I, I, I'm joking. Uh, no, I haven't, but I don't. I don't watch actual plays very much or listen no. to them very much. Uh, I, yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause I mean, I there, the there are, are just tons of very talented creators out there and oh, we don't yeah, always, 100%. we yeah. don't always get to them, you know, whenever the time we would like to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20 years from now. Um, I will, I will, I will see you in the comment section. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I waited all this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I finally understand that reference. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, if it's yeah. All right, let's go yeah. ahead and go to the next question. Yeah. Um, what made us want to start the game? This comes from Jason, who is the keeper for Memestro of the Week. One of the most supportive, like actual plays yeah. of other accounts out there. I think they're amazing oh, to yeah. the community. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, want to do some kind of collab with them. But yeah. Um, for me, me personally, it was, we were in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's not, still uh, are. But um, no, uh, we were we were in the middle of like a, a time where everybody was at home and mm-hmm. I needed some form of entertainment where that was like not uh, just watching people do things. 
and Ray and I seemed to vibe uh, pretty well. And then it was like, hey, let's do this thing. And I pressured him a little bit. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think at the beginning, I didn't want to GM things because I was like, I'm, I'm already starting to feel a forever GM. Mm-hmm. And then I think we kind of settled on like, because I, I remember we were like initially like talking about like several different games to even try out with we like i think we threw around pathfinder didn't want to do D because we felt like there was too many of those out there yeah, yeah. no offense to other D podcasts out there tell your story um and then i think we even like floated maybe floated dethroned for a little bit but um mm-hmm. i was like i really like monster of the week because it's it's very minimal prep mm-hmm. and like everyone was like yeah we could learn that game that sounds pretty easy and it it just was like okay well then like things came together really fast yeah, it, it really did. And then uh yeah, it was it was a it was a serendipitous turn of events, honestly, where it was just like, I want to do this thing, and then very quickly it became a thing that I was doing. Uh so it was <laughs> I was fun for sure. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was extremely because I I only started playing TTRPGs at all like this summer, the summer or fall before. The pandemic started, which was very serendipitous because it's a great thing to be able to do remotely with friends. But I had never, like the time the podcast started, I had never played any other systems besides D&D and Dethrone the Divine for the playtest. And our pilot was the first time I played Monster of the Week. Um, yeah. uh, which, so... I also appreciate that it's very rules light and intuitive. Um, but yeah, I a friend, basically a friend talked me into taking a chance on actually being part of the podcast because I was definitely leaning towards, I don't know, I'm too new at this. I don't like like performing in any way. I mean, um, and I got a really good uh, pep talk. And said yes, and I have not regretted it. It's been yeah, I'm eternally grateful for that pep talk because (laughs) like you were you were definitely one I I wanted in just because like we all vibe together really well. So yeah. Also pooping pigeon, like (laughs) Laura's character in Dethrone the Divide. (laughs) I don't know if we've said this enough, was a a dragon who in Dethrone's lore, dragons are the gods of dinosaurs who've just like learned to morph and adapt to modern settings, like to hide. Yeah. And so her dragon had become a pigeon and was like defender of like the downtrodden um, and such. And instead of having a normal fire blast, uh, because dragons get like a blast move, uh, Laura chose poop, like pigeon poop. Yeah. yeah. Highly, highly corrosive um, and used to good effect. And that's yeah. why I always think never. Um, never mind. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pigeon just poops right on my car. I'm like, hey, thanks for looking out for me. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add? Uh, well, mine's just not excited. Yours are all like awesome. Oh, that was a voice crack. Jesus. Uh, no, I, I, I got into this. Um, so I had, I had been playing TTRPGs not crazy long. Like at that point, at most three years, I want to say. Um, which isn't like long when you're like going up against people like I've been doing this for 20 years and you're like, oh, okay. Um, 
I hadn't done a lot of stuff like before or like as podcasts and stuff. I, I, as I said, I, I have not listened to very many TTRPG actual plays. Uh, it was not something I really was interested in. Uh, and still not super are just, just again, it's a time thing. Um, but, uh, I, I pretty much came out to this cause I had bugger all to do. Uh, and I thought it was fun. I liked uh, the dethrone uh, playtest. So yeah, I I I I don't really have like any grand story. I just I just said yeah, and I, I've just been allowed to stay here ever since. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, go ahead and keep it moving then. Um. So, role players ask a question. Um. They ask two, but uh. The first one I want to highlight, and we're going off a Word document, so uh, this is like question four: is who do you think would win in a fight, Mothman or Bigfoot? Mm. Who wants to go first? Who I'm going to go last because I have the right answer. Who has the yeah, most controversial opinion and wants to go first? I mean, my my most controversial one is I don't think they would ever fight. I think you'd, I think you'd have to really <laughs> pressure them into a fight. I I see both of these individuals. Well, maybe not Mothman after certain things, but I I don't know. I see Bigfoot as being super peaceful. I think he's too chill to be like I'm gonna kill you, Moth person thing. Huh. You know, I don't know. It's a tough question. I guess Mothman because. He probably would have less qualms. Like Bigfoot would be like, no, let's deal with this diplomatically. Oh God, you ripped my arms <laughs> off. What the hell? Oh, no. <laughs> I I would love to see this as a, a sci-fi original movie. Oh God. And, uh, the new I, Sharknado. I'm, let's do it. Let's do it. I, sci-fi, call us. Yeah, I'm I'm 80% sure this may already exist, but if not, we need to get on it. No, I mean, um, so kind of with what Nye was uh, saying, like, I think that Bigfoot would be a little too uh, diplomatic in his, uh, in, in his approach to, to things. He's, he's based off of what I know, which is a lot because uh, we're very close friends, but um, he, he's a very shy person. Um, you know, he's always running away from cameras. He, he doesn't like to be seen or anything like that. Uh, going off of that though, um, I would say that the, the, the vast difference in environment would prevent them from actually getting into a fight. But if you threw them into an arena and they had to fight, it'd be difficult to say. On the one hand, Mothman can fly, you know, uh, you know, dive bombing ar- people. Yeah. Got that uh, aerial advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, if uh, my Bigfoot does have reach, wings i I think i think mothman would win ultimately but it would be it would be a hard-fought battle if bigfoot chose to fight yeah 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 my 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 my, big fight fight. yes (laughs) my god uh yes yeah my my initial response was like obviously mothman is going to win because he's got both flying and the the eye the eye fear effect thing mm-hmm. but but yeah i mean if if bigfoot can get a hold of mothman i think it's over i think, yeah, I, think as, I think bigfoot just tears mothman apart if if he actually gets a grip yeah as uh, we saw from nemo in our finale um, <laughs> spoilers spoilers <laughs> 
listen to the look, finale. Look, I said no spoilers. There are some people <laughs> who have not listened to it. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so I'm here to tell you that you all are wrong um, because this fight takes place in Jersey, in the Jersey woods. And uh, the New Jersey de- or the Jersey Devil is the oh, one who wins. Ray's, Ray's comes out of nowhere. Child on the playground. <laughs> comes oh, out of nowhere. We're in a fight between a ninja and a pirate. Well, guys, I got to tell you something. A knight would win. Oh, <laughs> get out of here with that! <laughs> we were we were having a civil discussion, and you came in here with your medieval. How, how, how dare you? How dare you shift the goalposts like that? Yeah. Like it's just, it's not fair, Ray. And I would win though, because like yeah, a pirate oh, is just a drunk sailor, and <laughs> and and a ninja, <laughs> a ninja is 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 a basically an assassin who has to stand out in the open. Huh. Hi, I'm a ninja. Oh well. I'm, what I'm do fucked. we do with the drunken sailor? What do we do until the time of day? Sailor? Oh, I know, I know that I know the reference. Something I don't in remember the that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I've been trying. I think whenever we started this, like shanties were really big. And yeah. I've been are they not anymore? Get, I mean, they're I, still sort of okay. big. I don't see them as much on my TikTok feed, which yeah. I now have. TikTok, TikTok big. Yeah. But uh I've been trying to get everybody to get into doing a uh, uh a shanty, and it's 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 all for naught. All right. Um, role players also wants to know: Are there any creatures, monsters, or NPCs you wanted to use but didn't? I um, think this is more a question I'm, for you, Ray. Yeah, it's more of a question for you, Ray, because we don't really. I, I'm well. I'm curious if there's any monsters that you all wanted to see. Um, and I know we've tossed around a few NPCs. Oh. Um, I'll say first off, there was an NPC suggested who um, we were going to have William, who did our theme guest but they didn't have like our schedules never matched up, but yeah. they had a character in mind that worked for the, uh, for the fun fair who just like wrote the music that was playing during, you know, everybody's rides and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, I thought it was a very interesting character and I would have loved to see them like come out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's as far as NPCs, um, as far as monsters or creatures, uh there are tons i mean i've plotted out three seasons whenever we walked into this and i mean that's three seasons over time it's not like from day one i had three seasons plotted out but yeah like uh if we'd gotten into season two or um yeah season two we would have uh seen some more greek themed monsters like i would have pulled out a cyclops for sybil um there would have been you would have learned about like an order of werewolf who were like guardians of the underworld um, who were known as like the Cerberus breed. And um, I had a lot planned in there. And then for, as far as like uh, creatures for Nemo side of things, um, like Atri- uh, Atreus has a complete full court. And so like Ooh. you would have met other, other Wait, he has a basketball court. I didn't know he played. Yeah. Phil, uh, yeah. No, like a, a royal royal court. Yeah, yes, royal. Atreus is oh, very tall. Okay. It's it's kind of unfair, but <laughs> it's probably why you vibe, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so some questions for the hunters from Sam Richardson, who is joined us as a producer for season two. Ooh, Sam. Um so I think this is more specifically for Nye and Laura, but uh, what are you most looking forward about playing your season two character? 
and how are they similar or different from your character in season one? Uh, if you don't want to drop any info and stuff about season two just yet, we can pass. But I've I don't mind. I, it's liable to change <laughs> by the time we actually get to to recording. So I mean, uh, I mean, like I'm honestly just looking forward to playing. But uh, I guess um, I guess because it's hopefully gonna be not an as an ostentatious character. I don't think that's a spoiler. Mm. I, they're not going to be as, as exp- not expressive as um, like attention grabbing as Nemo, I guess is the type of character I'm going for. Uh, and it's, it's nice. Like, I think that's a big thing with uh, just any kind of like TTRPG role-playing aspect is you don't, you want to try different things. Like, I mean, all your characters have a bit of yourself in there and obviously they're going to have similarities, but you don't want like the exact same character every time. So it's nice to have a, a change. So this character will hopefully be that. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about seeing your character. Um, do, do you at least want to say what playbook you're you're possibly playing? Uh, it's, it's the Crooked. So there you go. That yeah. doesn't give away too much. Yeah, there's a lot of open no. room. Crooked is quite a broad, a broad yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Laura, what yeah. about you? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think the big, uh, the big similarity between my season one and season two characters, and also, um, all the characters I play in anything ever. Um, is is damage dealing? Um, that's yes, that's yes. all. That's what. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's one of that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, with this character, uh, I'm I'm basically I'm completely um, sort of flipping stats. Um, door was very tough and not very weird, at least in a mechanical sense. Um, and this character is very weird and not very tough. Um, uh, so this, this character is is going to be a monstrous. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I'd like to see a monstrous Laura. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm very, very interested <laughs> in that. Yeah, right? Whenever, whenever um, Megan and Nye and Laura, like we're all picking out their characters, um, for Nye, like I can almost always like almost always know that Nye's gonna pick something that's really charming. Yeah, of uh, course. Because because Nye is so charming. Yeah, exactly. Wow, tell I'm me so- how you really feel about me, Ray. Uh, <laughs> like if he's charming, I can't imagine what I am. Now, um continue. But yeah, um Laura Laura surprised me by wanting to take up the monstrous and you know. I, I'm just I'm very excited to see uh, her take on the character, and that's about as much as we'll say about that. Yeah, we'll introduce them more. Okay, soon, so probably. this is this is for uh, Morgan specifically from Sam because Sam like called me up and was like, "Okay, I I just finished season one, and I just have some questions for you." And we'll get to the other question that Sam had for me, but this one's specifically for you. Um, why was Morgan leaving coins with everybody? Why was Sybil leaving coins? You know, that's a good question. At one point, at one point, 
it was because I was going to take a move that would allow me to um, uh, check in on people, essentially use it as a, as a, um, basically a piece of like sympathetic magic that allows me to like scry on them from a distance. Um, and that never actually ended up seeing fruition, but, uh, there were some, some ideas I was toying with, but the major one was, uh, to keep an eye on the people that I felt were important, uh, that I felt like were hiding something or had something more to say later on. Mm -hmm. It was basically like a business card, uh, for lack of a better term. And I like that. I was, I was really excited to toy with that, especially with like Sybil checking in on, on Cardinal Courtney mm-hmm. and finding out that um, Severus actually had the coin. I felt like that would have led to some interesting conversations in the least. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So uh, now we have some questions from Laura's home group. Um, and, oh, and- there are questions. Yeah, um, we can kind of blitz through a few of these. There is there's no such thing as a bad question or a stupid did, question, yeah. but but uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so only um, only fun questions and even more fun questions. <laughs> what part of yourself? And I thought this one was really good. It's from Max. Mm-hmm. Um, what part of yourself reflects in your character? <laughs> I really got to think about that. Uh, I'll go first then, so I can give the others yeah. time. I'll stall. Um, I I don't know. Um, yeah, it's kind of tough with Nemo, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard because when you're making a character, you're trying hard not to portray yourself because a like. That that would be kind of boring both for you and the others because like oh they're just being them. But also it's because like part of the appeal of role playing is of course that you can assume a role of someone else. Um, I, I guess the the closest similarity to Nemo is that um, he is kind of awkward in a way, uh, kind of clunky when dealing with things, and I wouldn't say that I'm too far off from that. Obviously, I'm not like guy who come came from the victorian era well older but whatever uh and doesn't know how to handle social graces like that but yeah i think that's a that's a, a fair similarity uh try to think yeah that's probably the closest uh, or sorry the part that reflects me the most is that kind of like uh awkwardness i guess okay all right and then uh, for for me, uh, the part of char- uh, the character that I uh, put into Sybil that was also like the, the part of myself that I put into uh, Sybil was like um, the exploration of gender um, was was really important for me, um, which I didn't do a whole lot of um, in the grand scheme of things, or at least not stuff that ended up seeing the light of day in the in the in the show itself. But um, the, the exploration of gender, and then is it? Um, uh, I, I don't know how this sounds, but like the the hints of trauma, let's just say, because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. like for me, like I don't disagree with Nye, uh, role playing is definitely something that you can uh, play a different person, a different character. 
mm-hmm. but also it can be, um, and it has been for, for in a number of uh, uh, ways. It can also be like a, a therapeutic way to uh, deal with your uh, trauma and various other aspects of your life in a, in a, in a healing manner, uh, in a safe way, uh, mm-hmm. while Absolutely. also making jokes um, about those things. So yeah, uh, there was there was more to Sybil than I would like to admit, uh, or there's more in me in uh, of me in Sybil than I would like to admit. But uh, she was definitely a fun character. I loved her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, um, yeah, and I and I guess for for me, um, the. I mean, Dor is from a part of the world that I love a lot, um, and she's she's from West Virginia. I'm from the the western part of Virginia, um, pretty pretty adjacent, and that kind of um, that kind of background is something that I care a lot about. Um, yeah, and I guess just her com- her combination of. Um, protectiveness and anxiety um, is something that I, that I relate to a lot. Um, And um, you know, the drive that, that, that sort of tension between, you know, I, I wanted, I want to do things that are brave and I want to protect people and I want to slay the monsters in the world. um, And I'm scared all the time. Um, And I mean, yeah, so similar to, to what Morgan was saying, like getting to play out those tricky things in oneself and be be braver and more successful at it <laughs> than we can always necessarily be in our day-to-day lives um, hmm. is both both fun and therapeutic. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, so let's continue. I feel like this took a very serious tone all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. It, no, but it's it's good. I mean, I think as well, like as a kind of aside, like it it's I don't think you really think about like what parts you put into your side. That's why we had to take a pause because we're like, oh shit, like which part of me is in there, you know? I honestly like once you think about it, like, oh okay, I guess that's it. Um, but yeah, it's it's I don't know. That that was just there is definitely more uh in Sybil as a character. Um, like I put myself into uh that character a lot more than I actually thought. And on further reflection, I have an addendum to the answer, but um uh, let's let's just skip ahead because uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna focus on that one too much. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um so um just going off more of like about your characters um it's this is another one from max uh what fundamental choice do you feel defines your character as a useful part of the campaign overall arching plot um or i'm going to kind of spin this a little bit and just ask when is it that you were playing your character that you realized oh this is who they are like when did that resonate with you Ooh. Oh God! oh jesus i, okay. I do have I, I was listening back to one of the earlier episodes and um uh my interactions with Laura with with Dor um uh particularly in the I believe it was the Hotel from Hell arc mm-hmm. um where it was like I don't know I I, I came to think of of Dor as like a, a younger sibling kind of thing 
uh, mm-hmm. where it was like, hey, I'm very protective of this person, but they are also very protective of me. Like I care for the people around me kind of thing, but like, this is who Sybil is, right? Like she's, she's chaotic and, and destructive and traumatized, but she, she uh, cares deeply about the people that are in her life. And um, um, she doesn't always make the right choices, but she does them in a way that would like to, uh, you know, try to, to keep the people around her safe kind of thing. And like the, the hotel from hell arc uh, definitely um, drove that point home in my mind. Um, uh, especially after the fact uh, in hindsight, looking back on it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Laura, do you want to do me a solid and tag in before me so I can think about this more? <laughs> no, I, you need to, no, go ahead. No, it's not. Hey, I did the first time. We'll, we'll take turns. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the, 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 I guess the, the, the first one that comes to mind um, uh, and and it's, maybe it's because this is just one of the moments in that campaign that has stuck with me the most overall um, is also in the hotel arc um, when we were confronting uh, Dean Steele, who spoilers um was sort of the the overarching um villain of of that arc which was kind of a, a twist um confronting him in the parking lot and door made the decision to to shoot him point blank um which was a darker a much sort of darker turn than her character had taken thus far um, but it was in response to to learning not only that he'd been you know responsible for the the death of somebody she cared about um but that that he was um sort of d- disrespecting and dehumanizing um that person after their death as well um and just like the realization that that she would go that far to protect and avenge the people she cared about was I think like the turn that then made it more possible for her to continue with pursuing um pursuing the the monster that took Eddie and and feeling sort of brave and ruthless enough to do that okay yeah I'd I'd agree with that um uh, after you all like after night comments I'll, I'll tell you all where i felt like you really like picked mm. up like a good stride with your character but yeah Nye, go ahead oh fuck well after those two, i have to come with some pretty funny hits <laughs> i would go the last note nah it, i mean you um, can just lie and i uh i feel like that's something that you uh <laughs> never oh uh, why was that <laughs> that that was i'm not i'm not gonna insult you but you no, I, yeah, i'll compliment you instead you're very yeah. good at lying go ahead oh. tell us some bullshit Please. Thank you. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> it's it's kind of a hard push because I guess like the nature of a TGRG like actual play is that we don't have like story beat. Like there are story beats that obviously Ray gives us, but Ray can't predict which one of us is going to pick it up or how the dice are going to favor us. So it's always tough. So I just try to think about when a key moment occurred. 
you know what actually i'm i'm gonna I, I don't know if we have another question about what like our favorite do we have another question where it's like what was our favorite moment uh yeah i believe so oh okay right I, i'll save that point then for the favorite moment because i have a favorite moment uh i guess uh during the mirror verse um kind of episode thing which isn't a spoiler because the mirrors appear pretty quickly so it, it's yeah fine um what I particularly enjoyed about that from Nemo's perspective was it kind of felt like the, not necessarily the first time because it was kind of dropped, but the aspect of being reminded that Nemo is not human and he's very not necessarily on the side of good simply because he thinks it is the right thing to do. And while I know I don't think I ever got to play out to the fullest, I think that that was kind of his thing. Like, I think that was the part which was the realization, at least from my perspective, where it's like, I, particularly with the uh, very, very brutal killing of mm-hmm. of a of a of a goon, wh- when like Dor got minorly hurt, and I think that was, I, and I think partially not to be the same as both Lauren and Morgan, but also in a kind of it wasn't even necessarily protective i would say it was just kind of him being him like all the facade could drop then there's like oh i can just be a monster and not have to worry about the consequences and yeah that that was a i think the best way i could describe it because i i definitely don't give the impression that the whole point of nemo was he was like a jokey character and like he wasn't capable of being a like a, a bad character because he did some bad stuff he did yeah he did some yeah. quite i wouldn't say well actually i'd say quite reprehensible <laughs> like he did some reprehensible stuff and i was i always especially because i have this tendency to play weirdly enough complete side note uh, i have this weird thing where on one of the other channels i'm a part of i play very very sugar-coated lovely characters and on pretty much everything else i play complete scumbags and i don't know why I, I, for whatever reason, that's just what happens. But um, th- I bring this up because I always feel very concerned that when I play a bad character, and I don't mean bad like bad boy, I mean like actually bad, like mm-hmm. a bad person. Uh, I always get worried that people are going to be take the charm at face value and be like, "Oh no, he, he can't be playing a bad character because he's so he's so charming." It's like, no, that's <laughs> that's. I, was, I always worry that that's the impression it gives and. Um, yeah, it, it's why it's so. I, yeah, that was the kind of the peak moment for me because it's like, oh no, you are just, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying. And Nemo's, I've always liked Nemo because he he seemed like you know he's not doing good for good sake, or he's doing good because he likes the world. And yeah. And he 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 likes very much like keeping that preserved. If that yeah. makes sense, it's good because it it's coincidentally the the part that he likes. He's only yeah. doing good because it serves him. Which, yeah, that, that's a that's a fair that's a fair read of uh, yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as far as when I felt like you all really found your character stride. Um, I honestly felt like I found Nemo really early on, like 
just in how he behaved um, in the pilot with um, I can't even, I can't even remember the woman's name, but he's like, oh, we'll go oh, and check no. it out and just you know, and like the second she's gone, he's like, okay, there's going to be some real shit out here, so let's go ahead and deal with that before she gets back. Like I felt like that's the that's kind of like Nemo is like he has no problem lying to people's faces. And then, like, getting down to business whenever it needs to be down, down and done. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's always awkward when it's like you played a really bad character, like you played an evil character, well, not evil, but like, yeah, maybe. Uh, you played like a reference character. Well, it's like, oh, oh, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if I can take that as a compliment. <laughs> but um, as for, um, for, Morgan and Laura, I felt like both of you found your character strides in in that Hotel from Hell arc. Um, specifically, like, um, like Morgan, the episode before, if I'm remembering right, is where we had that on the road quote unquote episode, and Sybil had this really big moment with with Atreus and meeting, uh, meeting him, and then coming out of it and like. We go into the hotel from our arc and Sybil is like, like, okay, I have to see the door because like the magnitude of Nemo's backstory may be, you know, big. And like, you come to this realization that, you know, Nemo could be very much a, a more of a monster than he lets on. And so your first instinct is to go and protect door, which absolutely loved. And, and I definitely, uh, that, that, like you said, um, uh, Nemo may be more of a monster than I, I first realized. Uh, definitely uh, played into some things that I was toying with prior to that, where I was like, uh, like who do I trust kind of thing, which again mm-hmm. came out in the. Um, um, Episode seven, the yeah. library. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. With, with the library. Yeah. And then like also a little bit with uh, Savardis and then, uh, or Savardi. And then like, I, it was, it was something that I played with fairly consistently, even if unintentionally at times, mm-hmm. uh, but it definitely came to a head uh, uh, when I came across Atreus and uh, the, the information about um, Nia's character. Yeah. Um, with Laura, uh, I really, uh, so this is kind of two part because I feel like um, whenever we did uh, the first arc, Lord of Harvest, like I felt like we kind of set things up to kind of get you on the road with how we dealt with the Lord of Harvest because mm-hmm. um, they, they're a God and like Dwarf felt really helpless. So I feel like that really like opened the door to the payoff we get later on in, in, in the season um, with Mothman. But um yeah i felt like you really got into the character's headspace like really well whenever we did the phone call with eddie Mm -hmm. and i felt like like just because i knew like going in i was gonna do that phone call which um spencer was nice enough to um redo eddie's voice for me but yeah i i went into that knowing i was going to do that phone call to shake you up and i had no idea what was going to happen I just wanted to like pull that thread a little bit and see where it led. And I thought, I thought it was a very great response to that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I will yeah. say uh, uh, Spencer's rendition of Eddie was uh, honestly one of the, my favorite things that I've ever heard from them. Yeah. Um, um, like, yeah. I- ignoring like everything else about uh, that, that, sec- that, that sequence of events, just the, the way that uh, uh, Spencer was like, hey, I'm going to do like three or four takes of this thing in various tones. And then was like, Oh, there's a problem. And that like that very professional, very well done. A hundred percent. If, if I ever had a uh, cause to hire them for something, I would, I would definitely do so. Uh, mm-hmm. Fantastic act uh, actor. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10 would hire again. Um, <laughs> look, look. So I, I um, did not say that. But basically, yeah. Um, we have some more questions I'm going to get to um, that are for for all of us. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm going to bring up the kind of serious tone that we've had. And uh, this one is from our regular Discord server from Gen2K, which Nai knows that person's real name. Uh, but now he's muted and we can't hear him. So. Uh, that makes that makes it more dumb then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I know Gen Two K. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. From what I've heard, you you all have worked together. So yeah, uh, the first question is, um, how difficult is Nye to work with? Yeah, and yeah. we can do a scale of <laughs> one to ten. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, we can we can go from, you know, from George Clooney to Christian Bale. Um, just kind of get you know, those kinds of scales. Okay, so on a difficulty uh, scale, you know, uh, nine is definitely up there. Um, I don't think no, ten no. really does 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 them justice. Uh, but if I had to choose, if I had uh, to to pick a number, it would be like four twenty out of ten, maybe six uh, sixty six out of ten. Um, you know, like uh, really, really, no, uh, genuinely. Uh, Naya is a wonderful human being, and uh, I loved working with him. Um, uh, in terms of difficulty, like a three, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'll. Um... That's a good balanced answer. <laughs> Look, I went from four twenty to six hundred and sixty-six to the honest answer, which is three out of ten. That's that's yeah. yes. No, yeah, that that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Naya's really troublesome to record with because he's always like, "Wait, that didn't sound right. Do it again." Yeah, Say your yeah, line again. I'm definitely and, yeah. that guy. <laughs> no, uh, nice, really, really easy to work with. Um, so I mean, if on honestly, if anything, that could be a little bit of a fault because, yeah, because <laughs> it's just a... like nice, just like you know, whatever you want to do, I'll bounce off of it. You know, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, so we need to come to a decision. Nice, like whatever you feel like we need to do, let's just yeah, do no, that. yeah, I, I and definitely, I'm like, yeah. Make a decision, please. I am. I am definitely that friend. I think, in, in <laughs> complete seriousness, uh, I think definitely my my like improv is probably a bit like it's not bad, but I, I do think it's a bit like okay, oh wow, okay, we're going here, cool, right? Okay, now you've passed me a ball, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. Um, but I, I will definitely say that uh, I think I have made. Ray want to pull his hair out a couple of times where it's like, okay, how do you want to do this now? I mean, yeah, no, we can, yeah, we can just, I'll let you decide. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm very much um, I, I think I'm the hardest one to work with out of all of us because I'm just like, I, I, I want to do well in this and I like want feedback to work with and everybody else is really easygoing and 
you know, I feel like I'm freaking, uh, yeah. God, what's his name? He did the birds. Hitchcock. Yeah. I okay. feel like, oh, I, I was like he did the, the birds, the birds. Is a very vague. <laughs> Sorry. Description. Yeah. I feel like Alfred Hitchcock, you know, God? over here, like trying to, <laughs> trying to get the best performance and I'm like throwing birds at people. Uh, I'm exaggerating. I haven't thrown birds at anybody yet, but that's because we're remote. Have you? Yeah, whoa, exactly. Whoa. Don't lie, Ray. You have definitely <laughs> thrown a couple of birds at me. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, I think I think in a in a collective sense, I probably we we are definitely all very laid back, and that that probably would externally. I think if a third party was involved, they'd be like. Oh, Guys, we need to do something. No, be cool, man. It's no, we're just relaxing, we're just chilling. <laughs> That's what Sam is for now. Yeah, yeah. No, Sa- yeah I, Sam, Sam is in for a rough time. <laughs> yeah, just just to note here, Sam volunteered for that job. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we yeah, we had a, a conversation when I was out in LA, and uh, he was like. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, do you have any any bits of advice for me or whatever when it comes to working with them? And I'm like, very very like I didn't say anything bad about you. Let's just let's get that out of the, uh, the way real quick. But like, it was definitely a um, they're very easygoing. You may have to direct them a little bit. Mm, uh, yeah, that's some. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's definitely us. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh wow! Uh, I don't know if you can hear. It. There's gunshots outside my. Oh God! House. Oh door! Stop shooting things. Um, yeah. And... Can you all hear that? Yes. Yeah. 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 You okay? I yeah, I'm fine. It just seems like somebody's really bad aim. Well, I mean, if I you disappear well. randomly, um, I knew it, you well. In the country where firearms are not accessible to <laughs> all, uh, that's that's terrifying, but okay. Oh, it's just par for the course. It's totally normal. I mean, it's a lazy oh. Saturday afternoon, so. Yeah. Um, better, yeah, better your neighborhood than mine, probably. Okay. Of, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and hit this question, because um, Sarah and Jason both asked it. Well, Sarah asked, um, what's our favorite moment from the show? And Jason wanted to know what's a moment that you regret. So I think we could roll this into one and just ask, you know, what's a moment, what's your favorite moment and what's a moment that is probably your least favorite or that you regret. Oh God, that, oh, now that I, I will say this, um, a a lot of, a lot of the moments that we really regret, we just re-recorded. Yeah. yeah, that oh. bit in the mirror episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would have been a regret. Uh, thankfully, it didn't see the light of day. But um, yeah, um, yeah, for for content or for context, yeah. um, the mirror like it did very differently. Like Arnold Friend wasn't even in there. Um, yeah, Laura's character just just uh, blew away um, that little witch. And uh, yeah, we were all we were all like, yeah, yeah. We we ended the recording, and I think over the next week we were just like, I don't like how that happened. I don't like what that spells going forward. And so we went yeah. back and redid yeah. it. And like we had like a like an hour and a half long conversation after, thereabouts after the the end of that mm-hmm. uh, initial recording. We were like, no, no, we need to 
mm. we need to redo this. This is not okay. Um, that being yeah. said, like outside of the the things that we didn't uh, redo, um, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what my biggest regret is uh, on on uh, in terms of like what we did on the on the show. But um, honestly, like I think the the if I had to pick something, it would be like, oh, uh, I wasn't able to. Um, uh, uh, act out on all of the things that I had planned initially uh, for for uh, Sybil as a character, like um, playing into the whole, like like we were talking about with Sam's question earlier, uh, the drachmi, the uh, yeah, the coins that I was giving away to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had been able to uh, do that a little bit more. Um, I am, um, I am a little. Uh, I do kind of regret that I wasn't able to do more with Arnold Friend. And like mm. uh, that, that would have been uh, the biggest regret. But but like my favorite moment, uh, long-winded answer. But favorite moment would have been like basically any intera- interaction I had with Dor um, as a character. Um, I really loved those moments. Those were fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's there's some of my favorite moments too. Yeah. Um, do you want to go next, Laura? Do you want me to? I don't mind. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, my favorite moment, outside of the nice character moments with everybody, because I think I got a, quite a few. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the start of the Mirrorverse episode where I talked about mycology <laughs> and mold collecting. <laughs> and I need to make this clear, okay? We don't script a lot of things, but that was properly unscripted i literally like but in the in the green room so to speak beforehand i thought of it in my head didn't tell anybody and ray was nice enough to let me just go on about that i was so happy because i was like this is the this is the prop this is the best i could just make up body well, makeup shit i was i don't collect mold in real life i should make that clear i just had read about it that day and i thought that was interesting yeah something i really like to do with you all is just as a gm personally i don't like saying no unless like you know there's there's a strong reason to yeah and that's how we get like amazing moments of like um well like like the mushroom and mold collecting um which i didn't know what to do with i was like okay that's that's a thing now um, but also, um, and this is this is one of my favorite moments for Nemo, is whenever you just like scooped up like one of the the you scooped up Chompy, or like one of the the biter creatures oh, yeah, from yeah, Hotel yeah, from I, Hell, yeah. and Chomper. then you just take off in the woods behind the hotel. Yeah, and I, I, like I I had like literally nothing like set up for that. You just were yeah. like, I'm gonna beeline it out here and attract all these creatures away, and I'm just like. All right, that works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my biggest regret outside of because we should say like it's probably best not to dwell too much on the the coulda shoulda woulda thing where it's like mm-hmm. we never got to continue it. Um, so I don't want to do that because I think Morgan's done a good job of like making it clear that that is a big regret from all of us. But yes. the um, honestly, I, I, when I listen back and I do listen back, I I, I like to give the impression that I'm super like lazy and flippant and that's like only 99% true but I do listen back and I will concede that I think the accent 
is is not great all the time and <laughs> if if i was if i was going back i probably wouldn't have done it the way i did because it's not something uh i i'm sure people find it funny but i, I was just like uh oh, that's yeah that, that i let that drop far too often and just talk as myself when i'm in nemo's position or it's not very distinct um and i think ray you made a good point where uh speaking of like what episode seven with savartis and the library and stuff like that yes yeah where i i offer uh door a biscuit and you had said it sounds like you're saying it to a dog rather than a person. yeah you were like you want a biscuit yeah and i look back at it and i'm like oh you know that that's really demeaning the way and that's not at all the intention i was just trying mm-hmm. to i was trying to make him sound like in that situation i was trying to make him sound like he was a bit agitated because it's like oh shit they're actually questioning like all of this and that's not good because who wants to make tea i'll make tea nemo make tea and and there'll be biscuits but now when i listen back i'm like yeah it does sound like i'm just infantilizing door which was not the intention but Mm -hmm. and that's kind of big issue with doing like a kind of silly accent is when you're not trying to be super silly it's kind of hard to to do it and i i don't know i would i go back if i could time travel and do it I don't know. I, who knows? I I can't say. But yeah, that's probably the the, the closest. But I, I've always had a lot of fun doing this and continue to do it. So I don't consider I have that many regrets. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Laura? Um, I'll say I think my biggest regret is, and this is not a story thing. It's just like a podcast production thing. Um that we didn't have our like audio mm. shit together before, yeah. before really starting. Um, Cause those first, I mean, it's just, especially for my audio, because also just because of the way my place is set up where I record is pretty echoey. So even with good equipment, I sound like I'm further away and a little more echoey than everyone else. And that was really amplified before I had the good mic. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, thank you for sticking with that. Um, have you, uh, and I don't remember if I've asked you this, have you put a pillow behind your setup? No. Okay. I've heard there, from other podcasters. Not that- really a way to okay i'm just saying i've if anybody's listening and they're interested in podcasting and boosting their sound i have heard from other podcasters that if you put a pillow behind your setup um that it catches a lot of the noise and sound and so you don't need to do soundproofing is this is is this not the same as like all those other things like if you put a person's hand in the bowl of water they'll pee (laughs) is is this why these things wow I don't know. No, I'm saying is it? I didn't know that was a a podcast. No, it's Um, it is real. Like like pillows. Yeah, pillows do an amazing job. No, I meant I meant the pee thing, Ray. Obviously, (laughs) I believe you on the pillow. It was a joke, Ray. I believe you on the pillow, obviously. But I just it's like I said, no, it's real. I'm like, what? No, can't be. Uh, Uh, Yeah, the answer to that is uh, no. The water doesn't work. Um, You just peed yourself. That's that's all that was. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. No, that's. I was just joking. Don't worry about it. Um. So, going yeah. back to the question. Oh, oh did, yeah, yeah, Laura. Um. 
Yeah, favorite fa- moment. fa- favorite favorite moments. I mean, I think uh, <laughs> it was already mentioned, but the the time the time that a uh, an NPC caused Dor to get a skinned knee, and Nai not Nye, Nemo responded by uh, removing that NPC from the plane of existence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that pretty was... great. <laughs> Yeah, that one was um, was pretty great. <laughs> that was although, the although I do, one. Yes, I, I I do somewhat regret going back to the like, which NPCs and monsters do I wish we had fought more? I I think I got the impression that Ray had like a lot of cool things planned with that character that we never got because of that. Which that's I guess that's a slight regret. Um, but I love the moment that we did get. Um, and in yeah. uh, in the flashback episode that we played um, in the kids on bike system, uh, the character, the character uh, Mary that Morgan was playing had a big crush on Eddie. And I loved, I loved like every moment of that. There was in particular some, I forget what the context was. There was some, some moment in which Eddie took his shirt off and Mary just like couldn't, <laughs> could not cope with what was happening. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that well, a great deal. I, look, uh, this is a uh, slut positive uh, podcast. <laughs> um, there is no shaming to be done here. Not, not um, at all. None, not I was no a fan. Okay. Clearly, yeah, no shame. Yeah. The, oh, uh, shame is. The, 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 Actually, there's a regret. I, I do regret just playing just a meaner Nemo for the flashback because everyone else actually pushed the boat out and played a different character. And I just went, nah, I'll just be a rich boy who's an asshole. And, it, and, it, and I do regret because I'm just like, oh, but I could have I done something really different there. I was going to do my American accent, but when they heard it, they said, no, don't do that. Can you, can you, I can said, you, go for it. I, I, I don't no. recall. Can you remind me what that sounds like again? Well, howdy, partner. And Laura was drinking, so this makes this accent. I love myself freedom and cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah, you, you 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 should have done that. I, I don't know why we did that. I will be upset if, if that isn't your character voice next season. No, fuck you. You sound like a like an old timey prospector. Oh god. I please do that for another character in the future. I need well, this if in we my do, life. if I ever do that. Well, it's the only it's the only way I can like think of it because my brain just doesn't really like I don't know. I and yeah, that's just American to me. <laughs> Is that what I sound like now? No, not at all. That's the problem. I can't do your accent. So I just okay. go, eh. I just Is that focus. really what I sound like now? Yeah. Yeah, partner. <laughs> uh, I feel so you should have done that for the fucking... Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Uh, so speaking, speaking of which, that is... We won't need to go into detail, but that is one other favorite moment, which is silver becoming awakened and being that, able to talk to us that that was the best yes. though, because like i i i didn't know i i couldn't just make the car better and raise just like what no and i'm like oh shit well we have to do something because we spent like 20 minutes of me prattling on so. 
<laughs> I gotta get something out of this. I I will admit, like that part, I almost like cut out because I was like, "There's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make you guys like do like any dramatic driving rules." Although I thought about like having the Mothman like attacking you while you were driving, but Ooh. um, but like I didn't want to be too antagonistic in that. I wanted like a good slow burn for that arc, but um, I I honestly was gonna cut the whole part where you're trying to improve Silver because I didn't feel like it like built on anything. And then you were like, well, let's just uh, speak with, like, you know, bring it to life or, or something. Yeah, and I was no. just like, okay, I have to keep this in because this is going to be the best. And- oh, yeah. 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 I, I, think, I think part of it was because you did a very good job of establishing, like, the setting and, you know, the, 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 I would almost say melancholy of the whole situation. So in my head, I was like, oh, God damn, it's like a blizzard out there. We're going to need to protect ourselves. We're going to need to survive. I'm going to have to make this car better than it had ever been before. <laughs> and you're just like, no, nah, it's like it's like an inch of snow. Just like, <laughs> calm down. Yeah. 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 This is, this is you know, West Virginia. They're, they're kind of used to this kind of. But anyways, yeah. Um... <laughs> For me, um, I think I think I'll definitely agree with um, what's already been said as far as like regrets. Um, I do kind of regret. I regret not plotting out like planning out better. Um, just just in this short time I've worked mm-hmm. with Sam, like I'm learning. Oh well, you know, if you take a second and really think about what you do instead of just saying, "Hey, this sounds like it would be cool and fun to throw at people," like you can get some really interesting results and. Um, so yeah so that's something i regret i regret not knowing what i know now um excuse me and then favorite moments um yeah loved nemo erasing somebody from the plane of existence that was that was a really epic moment like that's in my top top moments um uh, i i would honestly like be easier for me to say favorite episodes um for for door i would say um that moment with dean Steele, where she just yeah like i was like seriously trying to get him away because i wanted to use him for later arcs and then (laughs) and then door's like no nope nope (laughs) we had one getaway so you know this arc i'm killing something and (laughs) eight you know, and he was he was honestly like my favorite villain to play because he was such a scumbag. Like I built him up just to be like the absolute worst detestable, parts of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um and, and I was like racking my brain to find out a way to bring him back some way, but I don't think he's ever coming back. <laughs> <clears throat> oh um, no, no, he, he was also wiped from the plane of existence. Yeah, yeah. Um for Sybil, I I really liked your work morgan in episode seven um like i felt like that was definitely like a civil strong episode because you know you're you're pressing you're pressing severus and um i believe you were talking with georgia as well the librarian and then you know you have these moments with with nemo like out on the steps and like it was a, a lot from morgan or from uh sybil and i really liked that because it was a very commanding position that she was holding. And um, I, I really like wanted to see more of that, like as we went on. Oh. And, and I mean like that, definitely uh, a really good moment. Anytime that I can play off of uh, um, uh, another character um, and like, 
I don't know. I like lore. Uh, so like dropping little hints of backstory in the midst of like, uh, like having a conversation with somebody uh, like that, that bit with uh, Severus where it was like, I believe this was episode seven, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but where it was like, uh, nobody thinks they're a villain kind of thing. Everybody has mm-hmm. good reasons for doing what mm-hmm. they do. Um, yeah. No, so yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That was, that was yeah. fun. Oh, oh, I know about one of my biggest regrets. I gave you guys three questions to ask Severus, like anything about his backstory. And nobody was like, okay, what's the deal? Why are you killing people? And it was more focused, like, are you going to try to kill us? And he's like, no. I think we only asked two questions. Yeah, you only well, asked Nemo, two. Nemo never, Nemo never did ask a question, did he? he just, no, no, Nemo was like, just, I don't have yeah. anything I really want to know. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 fuck no, no. Nemo's I like, know way too much about you, man. <laughs> Nemo's like, there are some real feelings and stuff coming out here, and I don't want that to go on. So we're just gonna cut it here and uh, yeah. get on. Oh, oh, another another example of him being kind of a a bad, a really bad person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go back and listen to that, and you just focus on Nemo's dialogue, and like I asked Nye about this later because I was like, I didn't do that on purpose. Nemo is very manipulative of that entire situation. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I love that, that, that the, the, with the three of us, it ended up being like, just like very emblematic. Like Dora's primary consideration is, was like, am I and my friends safe? And Sybil's primary consideration was like, how, how do we know we can trust you? Um, and then Nye's consideration was like, ah, this is all getting a little close oh, to home here. Yeah, How about yeah. we have some biscuits? Oh, yeah, definitely. It, <laughs> it definitely turned into, oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm on, I'm on Smartness's side here. And let's keep the secret secrets. Am I right, everyone? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say that, like, had anybody asked, like, any specific, like, no matter what, like I would have dropped any any ball about Severus that anybody asked. Oh no, that yeah, that 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 was the thing that I thought was most interesting. Like coming out of that episode, I was like, oh hot damn, we really could have just asked Ray anything, and he probably would have just let us have it. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh. So if you all want to take over some questions, you have a copy of this document. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um there is let me just highlight it um here are questions specifically for me um if you all wouldn't mind asking some of that yeah. um, i want to get i want to get back to some of laura's group's questions no no it's fine <laughs> Laura, laura's group has some interesting questions and yes that, definitely that be... definitely ones you you ask on a playground with friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, um I'm going to look at the questions. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, just continuing on what we were just talking about. uh, What, what was Severus's deal? That's the one that I immediately immediately (laughs) launched onto too. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yes, Ray, what was his deal? What is okay? So this uh, comes from Sam. Um, this was the question that he called me up and asked me, like he asked me this one first. And then he asked me the question about civil. Um, and I kind of, if I remember right, I touch on this during, um, I, I did a group, um, game 
with other keepers from other major podcasts like uh, Dungeons and Pop, Redgate and Wolf, and Shrimp and Crits. And um, Memester of the Week, Jason ran that. And we all went in playing, uh, like, we went in playing an NPC from the games. And so I chose Severus because, like, out of all the NPCs in our shows, like, he's probably the only one who may still be alive or, you know, not. Like, he, he was alive and it just, like, worked all for it. And it was really fun to examine, like, you know, where was Severus today? But in that, uh, I do reveal. So Severus is um, he's uh, he's a psychopomp, which is a special oh. type. It's a special type of uh, creature. It's it can be considered an angel or a reaper. Uh, in the Norse, they were called Valkyrie. Um, basically, their job is to escort people into the afterlife, and more specifically, Severus's job was to go after the the traumatized and those who had died in like particularly harmful events. And his mind wiping abilities come from that because I personally feel like if there is any justice in in the afterlife, it's that we should not remember like the worst parts of life like i think we should have you know at least a happy ending because i'm hopeful for that mm-hmm. and so that's that's where severus's mind powers came from but about um in the late 1800s um he had fallen in love and this woman was a part of a cabal or a cult and they had trapped severus and they were stealing parts of his essence to give themselves long life Cardinal Courtney was a part of this. Uh, the man with many accents was a part of this. And um, we were going to do a special episode, like origins episode where with Nemo, where he comes out mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, kind of like how we did the, uh, the kids on bikes episode. It would have been for, for Nemo and it would have been Nemo with a group of other, um, other oddities. Well, or uh, Yeah. We, 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 the, so, uh, so sorry, you can continue for it. I, 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 this is that we need to say, and this is again, kind of go back to the question of how difficult it is now to work with. <laughs> I was very evasive uh, behind the scenes. I think it was like, like Morgan and uh, Lorna's. I didn't have a very solid idea of what Nemo was. And you can kind of tell that if you, if you listen back, because anytime it gets to like episode seven is fantastic. But I'm going to be honest, I made up all the stuff about Nemo on the spot, and you can <laughs> tell. Um, the I think what we so we kind of debated about when they met, um, and like how they came to be because obviously, like, the reason he's with Savartis is because a traveling circus is a good cover and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't think it's a question, so I don't have to divulge what Nemo's backstory was going to be. Haha, I don't have to say, uh. But um, the, the, yeah, that was transfer. But yeah, we were kind of debating. We like tossed around different time periods. Uh, and if we're, if I'm being honest, part of the reason we were doing that was because we were like, okay, well, we want to do a different system. So we now have to find a system that will mm-hmm. work with uh, that time. But yeah, the idea was, um, I think it was to be, because the idea would be that Laura and Morgan and, you know, anyone else that we had like a special guest on would be playing the other like, 
myriads. Mm -hmm. Um, So we didn't want them to be the court because that'd be super awkward. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I I don't know. I I don't think we ever settled on something, but bearing in mind uh, for context, Nemo's whole thing was mostly going to come out in the third season, which I had actually said mostly. So I didn't have to think about (laughs) coming up with a detailed backstory, but also um, I was pretty clear from the start, like, cause we'd agreed that we were doing Mothman and door stuff. Like I wanted door and like in a sense, Laura to kind of be the focus because partially because it just makes it easier for an audience to hear but also because like having got I think I made it pretty admin about by like the fourth episode because I was concerned that at least for me uh I I I would like limelight hog um so I was like Ray you gotta you gotta you you gotta like tell me if I'm if I'm taking up too much time or I'm I'm you know talking over someone or anything like that which is again the problem because like Ray was like no you don't do that now I'm like no Ray I, I I do you're allowed to you're you're allowed to be like honest with me it's okay um and then like Ray would be like oh no I'm just a bad GM I'm like no Ray you're not a bad GM you're a good GM it's like oh no now you're just saying that because you're nice and that's 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 mostly how our discord messages go it's just yeah pretty much we, yeah we just fall into <laughs> nice this endless loop together. of just complimenting each other it's yeah 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 it's it's like a Canadian yeah. roast it, it, yeah it's, it's 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 nice but um yeah like I I, I don't know what was would um speak when yeah sorry I was gonna make a joke about Canadian roast being my favorite food uh but go ahead anyway continue <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's all I was going to say was um, we never had a, a completely cohesive idea. Um, I think it was implied, I don't think we ever talked about it, that Nemo is mostly aware of what's going on with Savaris. Yeah. But, but for the sake of the game, and also because I didn't want to have anything spoiled, because I didn't know about the psychopomp until you told me just now. Um, but for the sake of the game, there was this kind of like, um, like Nemo doesn't ask. Uh, mm-hmm. So long as Savaris doesn't ask either, kind of thing. Yeah. Because I, I think we agreed Savaris doesn't know all the details about Nemo. It's like, oh, right, you're an extra dimensional being. Yes, I am. And that's where we'll leave this uh, <laughs> that's, dialogue. Yeah, that's something I really loved about Nemo and, and Savaris' like, relationship is they seem like very polite roommates and like ideal roommates who just didn't get involved into each other's past or oh, you know, yeah, all the shit life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so Nemo was a part of a crew um, that saved Severus, and more or less, like Severus was like, "Okay, well, if you ever need, you know, somebody who's better at at blending in the world to look out for you, like, you know, let me know." And then Severus went off and started the the fun fair to use as a disguise to move around the country, killing members of this cult. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. that's kind of what what his whole deal was. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. So so I I have a question. Okay. Um, uh, from from what uh, <laughs> from I, I is from the race specifically, but I, I I like this one. How long does it take you to roughly to prep or run a session? Uh, and we have to leave out the two hours it would take us to get into a recording session. Look, yeah, we look. It was the only time that we got to hang out uh, outside of Mana, well, really. That but is like, true. Yeah, uh, we just we were we're friends, you know. Like we mm-hmm. we enjoy yeah. talking to each other, making stupid jokes, mm-hmm. 
at some point, inevitably, somebody has to go do something like Laura just did. Um, just walked off. And, uh, you know, it was, that was honestly the highlight of the game, uh, the the recording sessions. Fuck the actual playing the game, just talking to people. Yeah, Uh, it was was quite nice. Um, And the only thing I'm going to say is, like, this, hopefully with this second season, you're probably going to see it be a little bit more cohesive because we are actually now working together because, again... I know Ray's really nice, but we we did, I think, on occasion, destroy some of the hard prep that you'd done. Like you were like, okay, I'm ready. And it's like, they're not leaving the room. They're talking about some bullshit. Come on, leave the room. It's like, oh, well, that's the episode over. We've run out of time. We're like, no, my my prep. No. So so starting Monster of the Week, like the system itself is designed to run like four to six hour games, like to do. Like that's what's so great about the system is it's it's just like a TV arc that can be resolved in an hour, um, and so I have this mentality going into the first season that everything needs to be done. Like we need to complete an uh, we need to complete an arc in two episodes. Yeah. So, like, there's if you've listened, you know, we we definitely exceeded that in places, which is oh, yeah. completely fine. Yeah. Um. So coming up with. A mystery takes me about 30 minutes to an hour like because i do a lot of like pre-planning in my head like i think about like you know what scares me or um what would be interesting to build off of as far as a creature like what's an interesting creature to make a twist on excuse me because i do like a lot of um creatures like classics but i want to make a, some sort of twist on them to make them more relevant um or different or you know, um, so yeah, it takes me about 30 minutes to to build something up. And that includes like coming up with a countdown, uh, the NPCs that one involved and the monster and what they do. Um, there, there are some that I just get over excited about. So like breaking down every arc, um, the, the harvest or Lord of harvest was built upon, um, a friend of mine, like the the art that he ran uh, in a home game is what introduced me to Monster of the Week. And this is what I took from, but his arc like used like demons and I didn't like that. So I was like, let's do something a little more earthy and let's kind of throw, you know, um, a somewhat weekend God. Like, so Lord of Harvest was, was still like pretty like meaty in terms of Monster of the Week, but like you all could have taken it them um yeah that that there's an example of me fucking up the prank and, and you know what i was completely fine with it like you you took it a different route and it worked out very well thematically for for door um so then we go into the uh hotel from hell and i wanted to do like i wanted to do man is monster as kind of a a story because i that's something that was kind of a big theme in Sam's original run with pest control. And it was something I wanted to explore for us. And so I came up with Dean Steele, who was this very charming, um, very toxic masculinity um, guy who went around. um, Yes. He sold vacuums and, but he also collected myriads and he would like sell them in like a part of like kind of a, black market thing and we didn't really get into a lot of that 
but that's why he had these interesting little critters. And uh, which was funny because uh, Sam built his character as a vacuum salesman to kind of give a hint or a nod to the original pest control art that had uh, Vacucon as one of the big bad corporations. And so we both kind of did the same reference with different characters. And it, it I love the way it worked out. So that um, was that was unplanned. That was unplanned. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Was Sam was like, oh, <laughs> I, know, I, I mean, this guy who's a vacuum salesman. I'm like, uh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> this whole time, like, you know, knowing full and well, I had Dean Cell like already like locked in the chamber. And I'm like, okay, well, let's let's play this out. Yeah. Um that's fun. And then yeah. And then from there, what was the arc after that? Was that the Mirrorverse? Mirror, that was the Mirrorverse, yeah. yeah because I, we did talk about this. I, I do want to make this clear. We didn't intend the Hotel from Hell to run for how many episodes? Three like, episodes. Three. And it definitely was a learning. Like, it was a teething okay. pain for us as mm-hmm. as people. Because I think as well, there was a, there's a practical consideration. Because, like, we none of us want to like have someone listen to like a six hour episode of just us going on because i mean we can't i can't sit here for six hours because it would literally be the next day for me yeah um so there is practical stuff and also uh recording and things like uh like the equipment and things like that i think there was concerns um so that's that was that was a learning thing but that learning things are good and i had a lot of fun with tell from him sorry i will yeah then you apologize um so Moving on from there, uh, we had um, probably my least favorite arc, but people seem to really enjoy it, is the Mirrorverse like episode, um, which uh, has, you know, I originally like built it off of the idea of like, um, oh, Bloody Mary, like that old kids game. Like I wanted to do something with that, but also um, I had just seen scary uh, scary stories to tell in the dark and in oh. there they have um uh me tidy doe walker i think is the name i could be getting that wrong who just like appears on screen by like first like just like parts of his body like come flying in and like plopping and then he like assembles himself and i thought it was so creepy and i loved it um so i wanted that to be kind of like how this creature came in from like you know improbable like m- like mirror shapes um so yeah that's that's kind of where i went with that one um but i didn't that's another example of like a plot i didn't plan out fully so um and if there was one i would want to redo it would be that arc but people enjoyed it so i'm you know um it's probably my second favorite arc no really yeah no my favorite arc is of course the mothman i think the mothman yeah it just coalesced so well um, I I include the like the the flashback episodes in that, but but yeah, well, because I think with like the hotel from hell, I I think I was just stressed because I'm like, oh god, oh no, I keep talking and we've got on for so long, but for every reason in the mirrorverse where I did that ten times worse, my brain. Yeah, I was gonna say really... mirrorverse is like four or five episodes. Yeah, I think. it is. It's yeah. super long. I get. I and I guess. Laura, you muted, by the way. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, it was five. <laughs> yeah oh goodness but yeah i I don't know why it's it's just i thought was it was very fun but yeah um yeah and then we get into the mothman arc which i love mothman like so much 
but I had to find a way to make him like a convincingly full villain. Um, and like give him like motives and just to fit better into the monster of the week. Cause like, I mean, Mothman like is typically portrayed as benevolent and, you know, essentially wanting to do good things, but you know, um, ever since I saw the Mothman episode on, uh, unsolved mysteries as a kid where they had this really bad suit with just kind of like big, like glowing flashlight eyes, like, and it just like, it was a guy in a suit, just like walking like back and forth, like bobbing, like the top part of him, kind of like an owl. Yeah. And like, it scared me as a kid. And I just wanted to like do something with that to like, just play Mothman up as something evil because, you know, um, if you believe the stories, like, you know, Mothman really scarred up a lot of people. Um, like just going through upon his, his first appearance. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if I could ever do Mothman again, um, I would probably go the more beneficial route um, or bene- benevolent route. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, I, I do, I, I know, but do we want to do a quick fire round? Obviously, once Morgan gets back, because Morgan's just stepped out. But um, do you want to do like, uh, like, we just take some of the quicker ones and just fire through them? Because there's a lot here and they are good. Um, yeah. And, um, and some of them also. I've, oh, sorry. Oh, um, I was gonna say uh, there's a question from uh, Gen Two K um, that I really want an answer for. Oh, um, is it the? Oh, I, I see can it can can Nemo be sucked up into a vacuum cleaner? Can you be dust busted? You, you know what? Actually, you know what? It's it's the Q and A. I I think I, I I do want to share because. Um, and it'd probably be nice to hear what Morgan has to say about Sybil as well. Uh, and, and Dora, actually, I'd be really interested to hear what you would think about this, because obviously we, we couldn't continue on. And I think closure is good for a Q&A. Uh, yeah. So I will, I will divulge what my plans were for Nemo. And I need to awesome. make this clear. If you're thinking, oh, he's being coy, he, he's no, no. It, where the holes are, there are holes, because I didn't consider it. So uh, Nemo... Um, though I want to make this clear, I don't have any cool inspiration for him. I just thought it would be interesting playing a cosmic entity because I looked at a lot of the uh, monstrous suggestions and I just wasn't in love with them. I think because I, I feel like, yes, it's based off things like Buffy and Supernatural, but I, I didn't really want to play a conventional monster. Mm-hmm. And I, I did want to play something that was ca- kind of like just oh oh god yeah good and evil do not even matter to you you are you have seen worlds die and grow cold and you don't yeah um that kind of thing so uh i presume it's in relation to what happens when he leaves the body so i talked about this with ray uh the body he was inhabiting was a dead person uh conveniently uh the way what he is is he is from now, I, I had two storylines. One was very sad and depressing. I wasn't sure I was going to go through that. And one was just normal. So my, my original pitch was going to be that he just comes from a, a dimension where that's the norm. Everyone is just a gaseous form. And when they come to this world, they kind of need a physical thing to bind to. And he was not super nice and did that to living people, which was obviously not very nice because they stopped being 
people and then he switched to dead bodies because that was more convenient and morgan has just come back to me saying dead bodies which is probably a very confusing <laughs> yes thing. dead bodies are more convenient yeah um look and we all funny... know that they're more convenient for a lot of things but um how do you know that i was just uh <laughs> anyway continue but the but this thing that's not the horrible one the horrible one i had was that atreus is so atreus the goal was i did talk about this right the whole concept term was he is meant to be basically the end goal of the thing that conquers all universes so it's mm-hmm. like it's what if what if i don't know any comic book supervillain from space got their desire and did conquer everything and the idea that was going to happen was basically atreus is running on smoke and steam at this point Mm -hmm. he has to keep conquering because if he ever stops then everything will collapse because shockingly people don't like being conquered and that's where nemo is depressing because nemo's dimension because we don't do it's not like worlds like space um ray was pretty clear like we don't it's not aliens and stuff so i kind of took where the mirrorverse was going to go and say that that's kind of what he is in a sense uh so yeah yeah, nemo's nemo's world uh literally was just grimmed to dust like the idea is that nemo was once a physical person but just having to constantly go to the next world and the next world, next world, just wore him down until all that's left is like some weird smoke stuff. Uh, I decided that maybe not, I I don't think I would have gone for that one because it's a bit too morose, I find. Um, But that, that, that was the two. Uh, All smoke and and mirrors. Pretty much. Yeah. That's kind of the idea. Smoke and mirror verse. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's it's (laughs) all right. Um, But yeah, like he is, he, uh, okay, the only two other things I add to the court and why he's rebelling. Uh, he's rebelling because basically he's seen this time and time again. I did have the idea that maybe another world had tried to rebel and he was like, I'm going to help you. And then he saw them get crushed and he was like, oh, maybe maybe not. And part of the whole thing with Dora especially was seeing the human condition. I mm. personally don't like the human condition bit where it's like because we're human that makes us the best because we're we're super and it's like oh that's a little bit weird but so the idea i was kind of um trying to go for with that was the door and and Sybil as well both were reminding him that if you give up then the bad guy wins like my i guess this is a part of myself i realize now that i put in my whole conceit is that bad people always fall like that they will eventually a bad person will piss off either enough people or another bad person whatever and somebody will get them will get rid of them but that's not the evil the evil is how long are they allowed to run rampant and cause harm to others and that's what you're trying to stop and i think that's kind of what nemo's end lesson was meant to be it's like no if you don't do anything even if you think he's going to fail you're happy to wait like millions of years and countless of people are going to get not are not going to be treated right and that's bad and you should know this Nemo because you're like (laughs) you're like really old and you shouldn't have to learn and that kind of thing and that's where I really liked playing with Dora and Sybil because suffice to say your characters were very easy for Nemo to learn that lesson you are both very 
very good at being good people, uh, which was quite a thing. I was going to make a joke about being easy, but then you called me a good person, so I appreciate. Yeah, that. no, you. seriously, I, I that's that's why I was that's that I guess I, I'm not going to say it's a regret because I, you know, I know you as people, so it's not like I don't know you're good people. But uh, and the only thing I was going to say, uh, the court, literally, the only thing I thought of them was that they're basically like Nemo's whole shtick is that he just scouts out the world and checks to see like if they're worth taking, because it's like. You know, Atreus doesn't want to take a place where the most sophisticated thing is a multi is like literally a blob of cells because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I can take like I can take tons of dimensions like this. It's not really like he, he's kind of in it for the conquest part, um, <laughs> Where's the which challenge? is why exactly. No, seriously, like that was a whole thing. Like he's his whole thing is literally like I need to show that I can be the, the best like no one ever was. Yes, that is a Pokemon reference. Um, so Wait, that's why Nemo has, y- yeah, pocket monsters. Oh, okay, okay. I, I only know the original, no, like no one ever was. Oh, my apologies. I'll stop um, making jokes, it's okay. Um, yeah, jokes. Wait, but, uh, wait. oh, sorry, yeah, I was like, gonna make wait. another joke about making jokes. And then oh, I interrupted okay. you saying it's okay. And then no, you start, yes, let's let's keep going. Let's uh, keep on this. Yeah, I think you're, and this is why every session takes a nice on a roll. So yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like the the whole thing with the court is that I was gonna talk with Ray about we were actually gonna do a globe tracking adventure, and mm-hmm. I think we agreed on some kind of leaving the United States. The idea being that Nemo had originally been assigned Europe as a place to keep an eye on. And then the stuff with Savartis had happened and him also being uh, very low down in the pecking order. I think we talked about the fact that he's like the Chamberlain or like he's the Mm-mm. he's like the butler in the court. Like he's he's literally like bottom tier. <laughs> and I think even in the sh- I, I don't know. I feel like I did say. I think I made a joke that like if Nemo goes up against any actual monster, he'll get his shit pushed in because he is he's like. So against the other members of the court, like I was like, oh, they'll probably be like, you know, a general and like a, like a big scary, like they're they're all stronger than him. And But by that time, I assumed we'd all be also stronger and we'd be like, yes, we'll fight. Also, seeing Dor with that shotgun really gave Nemo a lot of confidence. Like, oh, we might actually have a chance. Like, you just pointed <laughs> to All we need like, to stop is, is Dor's shotgun. But yeah, um, but that that that's that's all I have to say. Like that was Nemo's whole thing. I was trying to go for is he is disillusioned to any point, flip flopping on whether because he is being cynical and just shrugging, going, "Well, Atreus will fail eventually, and I can just ride that out and face no consequences," or in a kind of depressing, like you can't beat him. We've tried. He just always wins, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and and regardless, no matter. And the reason why I flip flop was because it doesn't matter for Dora and Sybil because they they're doing their jobs excellently, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like the fact. Yeah, I, and if I was to like break it down, I think with Dora it was the fact that, and I really tried hard. This is what I did say to Laura. I tried really hard not to infantilize Dora's character because I'm not trying to be anyone's dad or uncle or whatever because that's just awkward I, I don't like doing that in 
like I don't like being a, a parental figure in a TTRPG, also because I'm the baby of the bunch. So it would be very it'd be it'd be a bit it'd be a bit silly. Um but I, I do I do think the fact that like Dor's character was so genuine and and just so like no we have to stop evil things Nemo like what what I there's no other like universe in my mind where that's not something I want to do that would I, that did and would help him uh, want to you know inspire that and with Sybil it was the the questioning of authority and the idea of like no you don't just blindly do what someone says and agree with them and your shit ain't gonna fly here mr silver tongue and all this kind of stuff um and yeah like that that was uh, i do apologize i've just talked for a very long time and that's not <laughs> that was i was just trying to talk while morgan wasn't here so we could fire yeah, rapid fire the thing, the thing i sorry. love about this is i asked you a question and you you went on this really great tangent but you didn't answer the question. Can Nemo be vacuumed Yes, I was going to get there. Yes, he can in his smoke form. So the idea is that he uses a body as a vector to move around, but mm-hmm. the smoke form is him. The idea I was have if I ever had to have Nemo be killed, like, because that's the other issue with something like Nemo, I had to justify why he would die because he's immortal. So it's always hard. Uh, and I didn't have to cop out like with a werewolf or a vampire. It's like, oh, silver hurts him because I just didn't think of that. Um, so I just went with like, if he is separated from that body now, like he's just, he's literally just dust because it's like he he doesn't have a physical form anymore or ever did. Um, and he's been doing this for so long that he can't keep, like that's his, that's his limitation as a immortal being is like, eventually he just, a body will not work and he just poof um but yeah he can be such an effect because he's just dust he's literally just like red or purple or whatever color i assigned to him on the given day because if you've not noticed i make up a lot of this shit as i go (laughs) yeah something i I did want to point out about nemo is um we didn't come up with nemo being smoke form for a very long time we just were like he's he's some kind of vampire and he has some kind of like true form that's very different and I think yep. at one point we even talked about like him being like bug-like An or insect, wasp-like, yeah. Or wasp-like, yeah, yeah. No, th- th- yeah. and this is and this is the thing I do like. It's not a regret, but I do feel bad for Ray because I I did have that. I did that awful thing where I just changed it on the fly. Uh, I think, and honestly, I think you changed it after. Um, I want to say it was like after episode three because that's an on the road episode we did, and I think that's whenever like Sybil had her her vision or dream or encounter with Atreus. And I described him as like a giant eyeball, like surrounded by this like smoky red stuff. And yeah, you like just like jumped. You were like, "Yep, that's that's what Nemo is. Nemo is yeah. just like that." Just, just. Well, <laughs> I think I think I revealed it to all of you, but to me especially, where it was like, "Oh, I I want to heal somebody," and I was like, "Okay, cool." So some smoky hands pop out, and his hands flop, and I actually do remember Ray going like do that face like i'm surprised by this night okay uh but i thought it was because he thought it was cool uh but now recollecting uh i I do think it may have been because i i sprung it on him without getting any warning Uh, i'm not gonna i'm gonna do that less i I hope you don't i love it when you spring stuff on me it doesn't cause me any anxiety whatsoever 
Um, all right, so we got time for just a few more questions, and um, if we did, do, do a rapid fire some because there's some here that like we could just like, yeah, like favorite NPC from Jason from yeah yeah um, yeah. So uh, favorite NPC, yeah. uh, favorite uh, NPC, the the person that was the moth per, the moth man. Well, what was what was their name? The the cool jock. Oh, angry jock. cold. Oh yeah. yeah. They were I, I liked them because they were so like they were so obviously evil, <laughs> but we're all teenagers and we can't pick that up. And I loved that we were up against something. It's like, I'm obviously evil, but you're only like 16, 17 years old. So like you're <laughs> you don't know the true <laughs> horrors of the universe yet. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to go for that character. So I'm glad okay. it came off well. Yeah. All right, Laura, favorite mm-hmm. NPC. Uh Lex the 24 hour woman. Oh, that's I made oh, yeah, Lex, shit, yeah. yeah, based off of yeah. my daughter, and it cracked me up because whenever that episode came out and Lex heard, heard like you know that whole exchange, she was like, "Oh, that's really cool," <laughs> and she was like hoping like you know maybe down the road we could play like a home game like where she she takes up Lex the twenty four hour woman as a chosen because Lexi, <gasps> my daughter loves playing the chosen like that's her favorite class or playbook. Do so. it. Let's one hundred percent do that. Not, yeah. not to steal uh, everybody else's answer, but uh, Lex was definitely uh, one of my favorite oh. characters. Um, I believe the 24-hour woman uh, offered me a pack of cigarettes initially. Yep. And yep. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Ray, she, what do you want to tell me about your daughter? Uh, she did that. And like, she heard it like in the car. And I turned around and I was like, do not smoke. Just like real, like authoritative dad. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Don't smoke. It's the worst decision I ever made in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll have to say. Uh, I think my my favorite NPC to play um, was Silver. Oh, I had a lot okay. of fun with yeah. Silver. Yeah, that's very um, fun. Yeah, I. It went off as a joke, but then like we got into like just Silver like having talks with door like even just the little exchange like i was like okay this is really cool like just it was a, it was a lot of fun yeah. okay uh, oh wait I, I see another one here that's super quick sorry sorry Sarah uh, okay, asks what monster do you wish you love to meet slash fight and i want to use this as a secret way to convince ray to put these in season two so i uh, i would i would like to fight or meet one of the because this is americans you'll know this you know those like lumberjack tail creatures that are like really like obviously not like a furred trout or a jackalope i just oh, want to run oh, into a oh, couple oh, okay, of them okay, yeah okay just, okay i like because i know i'm scottish so i'm supposed to say loch ness monster but no i don't want to see the loch ness monster <laughs> uh yeah so that that's what i want one of Her- them they don't have to be talking they can't just be animals but I, just or like a goofus bird, you know, just something something weird that we have to be like, okay, this is actually breaking reality. These things, personally, because I have recently become obsessed with the Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, game, best game I've ever played. Um, Wonderful, love game. it to pieces. Love it. I would like to, and also like starting to realize a lot of Sybil stuff could have been inspired by that if I had played it before uh, mm-hmm. I, I created Sybil. But I would like to uh, fight the Hecatonkeries, the hundred-handed ones. Um, yeah, yeah that uh, been which fun. if only because of like how difficult that fight would be. Um, 
and like the mythology behind it as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, is there any kind of creature that you would have loved to have fight, fought or met? Um I I I enjoy because I tend to do as I said um damage dealing characters. I all I also have tended to take to make them characters that are mostly good at doing damage to one big thing. I mean, mm-hmm. think like like my 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 main D and D character is a paladin. Like, think that style or like door. Yep. Um, yep. and which means I enjoy sometimes the challenge of things like swarms and minion type creatures, which we got a little bit through the little through Dean Steele's little orange uh, okay. dinosaur guys. Um, but that's a thing I, I enjoy taking on from time to time because it, <laughs> it makes things a little harder. <laughs> yeah. Creative. I, love, the, I actually love that. <laughs> the, so, um, so I've ran uh, the pest control arc. Like Sam has those like out and available for anybody. Um, so I've ran the rage fly arc. Oh yeah. And, God, that was and, creepy. Like the whole reason why I haven't like run more monsters like that is because I don't know how to handle fighting swarms, especially like whenever they're like, you know, numberless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the whole reason why I didn't do that more often. But if that's something you're interested in, I can definitely keep that in mind. Excellent. Um, <laughs> my the monster I would have loved to have brought around, like to meet, um, is uh other than the mothman is the fresno nightcrawlers oh okay oh, interesting are those, they, are those they, the they, one that are, yeah like they're I'm basically gonna... like a white pair of pants that have come to life <laughs> like I, I i may not be describing it oh, right God, but basically no, no you're yeah um they also have plush versions of this mm-hmm and I want one immediately, please. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about yeah, them just, until just like, Google Fresno Nightcrawler plush and like the first like three results on Etsy are absolutely, absolutely adorable. Nice. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who told me about these creatures like in the middle of uh, recording the Mothman arc. And I was like, why couldn't you have brought this to me sooner? I would so love to do stuff with them. I, I have no idea what I would do. I don't know if they'd be bad or good, but I just I, I want to have fun with them. We still can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we might. Yeah, we might. You never know. These are amazing. Uh, I, have, I have a very important question that I need to to take off this list. What is your favorite food to make, everybody? That's from Ray, isn't it? Yeah, that was from me. Apparently, because yeah. we all um, I we all, I, all I, like to cook a little bit, if if I recall, like yeah, we're all we a little do, bit of foodies. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, go ahead. Chick and an Indian inspired chickpea curry, Ooh. always good. Can make endless variations on it. Don't have to worry about a recipe. Nice. Pasta and sauce. I don't make the pasta. I just I buy prepackaged pasta <laughs> and I just buy prepackaged sauce. But I loved it. That's why I ate in uh-huh. uni. I probably shouldn't have. That's literally all I would eat. Uh, <laughs> just I just mean, the sauce. No, no, the like literally just because I could, I could, I, I tried to keep my um weekly budget down to 20 quid for okay. food and stuff and like amenities, like because I was in a, a rented dorm. Uh, and my parents were like, that's insane how you do it. It's like, oh, because I only spend like <laughs> at most 
two quid on something that's going to feed me for three days. Uh, going off of going off of that answer, uh, there are two things, um, three, I suppose. Um, mac and cheese, like Velveeta mac and cheese, just because it's really quick, easy, and simple. Like you boil water, throw stuff in there, add some spices, perfect. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If I when I have more energy, you know, I'll do like a stir fry or like a a nonsense jambalaya type thing, you know, uh, vegetables, sausage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, those are, those are the three favorite foods I like to cook. Those are the three things that I'm best at cooking, but I, I do enjoy it when I have the time and energy. So. Okay. Um, as for me, um, I really like cooking a lot of stuff right now. I'm cooking ham bone soup, like while we're recording mm. uh, in a slow cooker, I love doing slow cooked foods. So pretty much anything you could do in there, like roast beef stew, really like doing the soups. Um, other than that, um, I've really recently got into, um, if you've ever seen um, the birds of prey, Harley Quinn movie, um, they talk about a, a bodega sandwich, breakfast sandwich in there. That is just amazing. And uh, I've I've taken to cooking that a lot. Like, uh, binging with uh, Babish has a mm-hmm. recipe for that. Also, yeah. thank you for reminding me to, to add a uh, crockpot instapot thing uh, to my shopping list because I have been meaning to get one for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have this weird like seven in one like crockpot instapot jam making thing that's really. Uh, oh, and uh, it's an air fryer as well. It, it's. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything except for the the slow cooker aspect of things, but you know, I may as well go all in. Let me let me all add right. that to the list. <laughs> I, I have um, a question. Well, yes. One that I just came up with just now. Who would win in a fight, and why is it obviously Door? <laughs> oh, God, if everybody I'm, got into a fight, among the three of us, obviously. Oh, that's Dor, a good question. Your shotgun yeah. can level tanks. <laughs> But that's but that's like all I can do. Like you, the, the two, you have a lot more flexibility. I mean, yeah, if you wanted to, if you wanted to do some weird moves, like use magic or whatever, you could. Uh, like I'm fairly. I could, I could. I would just fail. I had a negative. Yeah, weird. that's true. That is. I true. mean, I, you I would guess. never. You would never get like a. Uh, well, no, because you'd only need to roll like a what is it, uh, a ten plus. So you'd only need to roll like a. An 11 or 12, 11. and you'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, you know? literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, but... I feel, yeah, I, I think you you two would be safer bets. Door, door is like, door, I think, is swingier. Like, she'd, she'd either obliterate you or just completely fail. Fair enough. Yeah. No, that, that's fair. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess. No, I just, I, I just, because we, I remembered we, we've been talking about like the Hooter in a fight, Mothman Big Fight. I was like, Hooter in a fight. <laughs> and I was just saying, like, I guess it would be Dor, because, like, yeah, Nemo, well, see, but then I think what's interesting is I made Nemo more tanky. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I took the thing that gives him strength based on his uh, tough, based on his weird. And it's mm-hmm. like, I did that specifically because I realized, okay, we're probably going to be killing a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to <laughs> need to bulk up, or in Nemo's case, like, well, not bulk up, just remain exactly the same, but somehow yeah. be stronger. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess I guess re- related to that, I know we need to wrap up, but it's sort of a follow on a question from Sierra about what was your favorite move and why, yeah. which I guess I. I guess I automatically assume to mean our favorite move of our own, but I guess it doesn't need to be. Yeah, just any move in the game, I think, is what she was meaning. 
Oh, any move in the game? Use magic, because it's incredibly <laughs> versatile. Oh. Um, oh. And I'm not just saying that because of who I played as a character, but, like, genuinely, you can do anything with it. Yeah, she, she'll probably like that, because in our uh, Monster of the Week Extended Universe game, uh, she plays a hex as well. Or, yeah. yeah. See, oh, that, that, now I'm conflicted. I, if it's just based on, like, the moves... Uh, I actually quite like Act Under Pressure only because it's a real good skill monkey. It balances mm-hmm. out like I, I I don't want to talk about this for too long because we obviously need to wrap up. Like it the the moves are actually well balanced. So someone like so somebody that say isn't very good at weird or charm or sharp is usually pretty good at cool. Like at the moment in another mm-hmm. on uh, Garblack, I'm playing as the professional. And I suck at investigating and I mm-hmm. suck at charming people and mm-hmm. I'm nowhere close to weird. But you throw me in a weird <laughs> situation that requires me to act under pressure or kick some ass. Perfect at it. And I, I like yep. that that flip-flop. Um, but I actually really like Dark Negotiator. Uh, mm. I, I am realizing now, again, coming back to other playbooks, how not frustrating just interesting is just literally not being able to interact with the monster on any bargaining term you you, like a monster for those don't know perhaps if you don't monsters aren't meant to be like bargained with in a charm sense like obviously the g the gm or switch or whatever can be like oh yeah they'll bargain with you but it's in a more like inhuman sense like oh yeah so i'll leave this town and stop eating all their goats and sheep if you give me a firstborn it's like, oh, that's I, I I don't understand that transaction. You won't. I'm Faye. That's just what I am. I'm a monster. <laughs> eh. Um, so yeah, I quite like Dark Negotiator yeah. being able to parlay. And obviously, you can just take that in any playbook because that's what makes Monster Week really fun. Yeah. All right, Laura. Yeah. Um I think my 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 favorite personally of my own was uh never again which is the thing that allows me to or allow door to um if i was trying to protect someone to just not have to roll to just get an automatic 10 plus but then i couldn't choose to not take harm mm-hmm. um just because that felt like the most the most possibly consistent move with her backstory that there could have been um mm-hmm. But game overall, game wise, um, I think pre- prepared has some of the most like potential for fun and creative thinking in the whole game. Um, and then uh, suspicious mind, which is the one that lets you just automatically oh, know. know if yeah. someone is lying oh, to yeah. you. Which is, cl- cl- I-, I think, probably the most powerful move, the most powerful like playbook move in the game. Uh, one of them yeah a, a close yeah. second for me would be like all the ones that let you design things so like the professional gets a car that they can design mm. uh the expert yeah. gets like their own space i love shit like that it, it, yeah. it's a lot of fun yeah the haven um, was uh definitely something that had a lot of utility to it i oh uh, yeah definitely haven's so popular there's like five yeah. playbooks that allow you to get a haven of your own like the expert yeah, yeah. like it's just yeah. it's the just hex, so good the hex got it but like i could only choose two of like three options yeah. or something like that hmm. which yeah like which, limited but like still really really awesome i loved it um yeah. i personally 
not to rush us along, but I have like time for like one more question. Um, okay. Um, so. I think then there is one question that I really want to hear from all of you. And um, what do you see in the future for your character? Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, wh- where do they go from where we ended? Is this is this based not on how we would have liked the story to have gone, but how the story turned out, or is it how the story how we would have liked the story to have gone? Because obviously we had to compromise with the the yeah not going um, on or both. I, do you want us to just say both yeah, quickly? You could do both quickly. Okay, I'll let the others go first though, because I have talked far too much. <laughs> Laura, the first. Uh, um. Sure. Yeah, I guess it's I guess that's probably the easiest question for me because Dor's big big conflict and motivation was um was wrapped up at the end of the season. Um yeah, and I think the you know the happy ending for her was always going to be reuniting with her family. Um uh and I think next, I mean, we saw um we saw at the end of the the end of the story that Eddie was um physically okay but not necessarily um mentally and emotionally okay yeah, from its experience um yeah yeah um um so i think what came next was a lot of working on that mm-hmm. um long term um, I, uh, I imagine Dor uh, went and, um, lived in the, not necessarily the big, big city, but the bigger city, um, with, uh, um, Sarah, who is one of her older sisters for a while, um, to just kind of decompress from everything and, and not, you know not quite ready to be entirely a grown up on her own, but also had been through too much to kind of live as a kid with her parents anymore either. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. And then her, um, her dad, as we know, is a long haul trucker. Um, and uh, I think, I think door kind of got a, a love for the traveling life in her time with the fun fair too. So I imagine she traveled some with him and hopefully got to intersect once in a while with the fun fair and, um, and her friends from it to, to keep in touch a little bit and, and, you know, probably, probably saw a few things on the road that she had to help small towns deal with from time to time. Yeah. Became known as the legendary shotgun. <laughs> Shot turned Did around you- the world. She just got her dad a bumper sticker that says, see something, slay something. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, I'll go next then. Uh, I think if we would have continued, I think Nemo would have probably been called on his bullshit at some point and had to make the choice. Is it, you know, action or inaction? And I, of course, he would have chosen action because this is a story you want to be. I think the best writing advice you can ever receive is what is the most exciting point of a character's life? Write that kind of thing. Um, uh, I think as well uh, with uh, with how things did turn out, I think that he still would have made that change. I think it would have been a lot more gradual. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, and I think he would have probably 
maybe have not made the conscious decision to change himself until a bit later. But I still think the same outcome would be the same if Atreus ever did show up, the the team would get back together and kick some arse. So, you know, that's that's good. I'd also like to say this, just for context, like, I don't think, Laura, your character, like, Dora would become, like, like a, a dead weight or something because you wrapped up. Because I think Dora had so much potential to still go into as a character like even if it even if it is just as the really important like emotive anchor of like hey guys we're doing this for humanity remember that it's like yeah no we're (laughs) killing monsters yeah for the people remember Uh, oh oh yeah that's a good point but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and um for sybil i personally i would have liked to have seen um i don't know more of an extended arc on like um becoming more of a, a a whole person if that makes sense like mm-hmm. not to get in uh, too into like the, the issues that Sybil had as a character or anything like that but um a, a more extended like version uh like redemption or like healing arc essentially would have yeah. been really nice um mm-hmm. yeah. uh, eventually like you know finding out more about her past exploring the the things that uh Ray had had mentioned um uh for 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 season two in a more drawn out way would definitely have been uh, something that I would have uh, really liked to look forward to. Uh, the werewolves, uh, I think you called them the clan of Cerberus or something like that. Uh, just, yeah, just the Cerberus. Okay. Uh, that would have been really interesting. Uh, I, I am disappointed that I did not get to uh, uh, play through that, but yeah, that would have, those, those things would definitely have been uh, the things that I would have liked to explore more and like uh, play out in game uh, if the mm. campaign had continued. Yeah. Um, and I think for Severus, I mean, he, he just, he eventually does get all of his revenge and, you know, that's a happy Kelly story. Um, but I think after <laughs> that, um, you know, uh, I point to the keepers retreat because he gets pulled into another mystery and, um, you know, slight spoilers, if you haven't listened to it, uh, he encounters an individual who basically like treats myriads as if myriads and people in general, as if they're just something to toy with and not like what they are. And it really doesn't set well with him. So I'd like to think like, you know, despite his whole revenge thing, he really does care about people and, you know, things that are passed over and um, just kind of continues on with that. Um, and then final question, which I will not say what the question was, but we did get it from pot of blunders who are friends of mine. Um, the answer to your question is it's Severus, but he's not ready to open up to a relationship again. So yeah, there you go. Hmm. I wonder what this could possibly be. About. I actually have, no, no, no joke. I have no clue about this. <laughs> I know. And I will tell you all, um, once we stop recording. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. But uh yeah, so thank you so much for coming, Morgan. And uh thank you everybody for listening. Yeah. And uh we will see you next time. Um we'll have some buffer episodes that are, you know, um Laura and I and I playing with uh guest GM, and then um we'll start releasing new episodes. So yeah. look forward um, to that. If you if you want more of, of my nonsense for whatever reason, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I am doing a bunch of stuff with uh, 
Wanderer Haven uh, production, which is WH Pubs on uh, Twitter, uh, doing some streaming. Uh, there's some uh, uh, YouTube VODs where we get to play, explore like various uh, systems. We've done uh, Pugmire, Starfinder, Mage the Ascension. Um, and actually, uh, on the 15th, which I believe is next Saturday as of recording, we will be playing Monster of the Week. So maybe awesome. come find out what I'm doing there. And yeah. Excellent. yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you, All everybody right. who sent in questions, too. Yes, thank you whether, so much. Whether, whether yeah. we were able yes, to get to them, them or too. not. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Laura's friends. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 All right. <laughs>